listeners. Thanks for being here and welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary. I am your host, Scotty B, and today we're talking about something here is cosplay safe. The reason why I'm talking about this isn't because I believe that cosplay is inherently uh, a place where you can be attacked or that it is unsafe to do in some way that you're going to get some sort of disease or that it's going to cause some sort of issue for you or that you're going to get attacked on the street if you dress up like a cosplayer or something like that. The the issues that I have with with the safety of cosplay is mostly for the cosplayer, not so much at the events, but in the space online. So when a cosplayer sets themselves up online that things don't just continue or well things that continue for them outside of that venue and outside of the space for the convention so much of cosplay takes place online now and so much is put out there by by cosplayers there's so much content going on constantly it presents a a place that possibly isn't safe for people who are are into the industry. So with just my process, and it's probably the same with any online business, cosplayers don't necessarily protect themselves as they should when they're putting themselves out there in an online space. And I can give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. So I guess, first of all, really, is it ridiculous or is it silly to think that you really need to do that? You know, why can't you just make your TikTok videos? Why can't you just put your content out there? Sure, haters are, they're just going to hate. That's just the way it is. But that's not entirely best mindset for what's going on in that space. So there, there are accounts that follow this sort of behavior. And there are people out there who target certain people because of the content that they put out there. You can see it by the kinds of signs. If you've ever gone to a cosplay event or if you've ever gone to a con, you see the event signs that basically say just because people dress like this, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want you to interact with them in a way that isn't appropriate. Really, if you think about the context, why should you do that anyways? Like if we're all there to have fun and enjoy things and take our pictures, be part of fandom, which is something that I've talked about previously, that it's it's an experience for everyone and everybody has an experience differently, but that you're not going so far overboard that you're creating this environment that's hostile or you're creating an environment provoking something that isn't positive. I don't think it's silly to think that it's really in that digital space where you can run into issues with people who are coming at you and you're never sure. They might seem authentic and you have to always guard yourself against people who DM you, against people who leave comments and likes on your posts because that's the name of the game. The problem with that is when you are authentic and you, you present that sort of vulnerability for people to engage with you, it also gives them a window of opportunity to find more than they should, to find out more about you, to see more than you really want them to. Your, your private information or your private life. I mean, there's some things that we all post online and maybe we don't care. Uh, maybe we, we don't care if, uh, if people see our family at a barbecue. Maybe we don't care if they see us in our backyard having fun with our family. Maybe we don't care if they see us at an event that has nothing to do with cosplay. There are those of us who do, that we want that separation. Even people like Gary Vee have that separation. Someone follows him around with a camera 
24 hours a day nearly, but we still don't really see his family life. We don't see what he does in those private moments. Do we really even care what he does in those private moments? I mean, this is a man who lives that 24 hours a day. He is that person. Don't get me wrong. If you ever meet that guy, if you even care who he is, if you even know who he is, Google Gary V and see what comes up. He is that person. So for him, it doesn't matter. It's just he only puts what's relevant to his audience in front of his audience and the rest of the world doesn't matter. That's a separation. But can you find him or can you find any celebrity? Not that he's necessarily in that. He's a businessman. Any celebrity. So if I go looking for Chris Hemsworth and I Google his name, am I going to find anything personal about him? No, probably not because that's all locked away. That's what I mean when I say be safe online. How do you how do you do that as, as a cosplayer? You don't have necessarily an agent. You don't necessarily have uh, a way of, of spending a bunch of money on services and security to, to protect yourself in that way. Here are a few tips that I've used in my own practice and that I've used with other people to help with that. And maybe these are things you already know about. Great. If you're using those things and they're working for you, I'd like to hear about that. And you can comment on that. You can leave something for me in a story or on a review about that because it is a conversation. This, this podcast is designed to be a safe place. It's designed to, to help you feel safe and have a place to go for not only resources, but to, to be able to create that space for yourself. A few tips that I have for you. First of all, if you have a website, make sure that you have all of the protocols in place. By protocols, I mean that you either have someone setting up security for you on your website or that you know that it's going through a platform that is secure. So even for me, even though I don't have anything hooked up right now, I still have someone managing that for me. I still have someone who every year I check in with to make sure that number one, my site is up to date, even if it's not published, and that everything that it's connected to is secure, that there's no backdoor entry, that there's no anything that anybody can get at, malicious behavior, anything like that. The stuff that I don't know about, maybe they're targeting me, maybe they're just targeting websites that have vulnerabilities. Make sure that you're current with all of that. And generally the fees for that, they vary, but they can be very minimal. If you can find somebody locally, do that. Um, explain to them what you're trying to build, Give them as much information as possible about what you're doing and they'll probably give you a figure. Generally, it's not crazy amounts of money. It's like $25 a month or something like that that you would pay someone to maintain, update, and provide that service to make sure that your site is secure. So that's probably, that, I mean, I've looked around online for that. I haven't found that information anywhere that people say, oh yeah, you need to do this. But you just assume that because you have a website, that because it's set up through Wix or whatever it's set up through, that it's safe when it not that's not necessarily the case. So just check into that. Find somebody that you know, like, and trust that you can get that service from. So another, another way to make sure that you keep yourself safe if you're a cosplayer is to try and not use your personal email or an email that has your name for everything that you do. So I know a lot of cosplayers like to set up accounts where they can receive donations. Kofi, they have Patreon and a bunch of, there's probably a dozen or so sites that you can set up 
that will give you the opportunity to receive donations. Generally, all of those things run through PayPal. So whatever email address that you're setting up your PayPal account with, make sure that you are using a secure email address for that, that you're not going to receive a bunch of spam from people who are donating money to you or that are trying to reach you in some way, that it's all going through the same professional.com that you have set up if that is the route that you're going. So really amateur or not, whether you are looking to do this as a career, whether you're looking to do this on a weekend, once a year, you should really spend the money or find the email address. I guess it doesn't really matter if it's a Gmail account, but make sure that it's not tied to anything else. So don't have a lot of your personal stuff, your bills going through to the same email that you're using to receive donations or that you're using to reach out to your fan base. If you do that, it can get very complicated for you and for them, especially if you're using a pseudonym of any kind, if you're using a name that's not yours and suddenly you donate money to something or suddenly you receive emails from somebody, they see a name that they don't recognize and like, well, where did I just send my money? Or who's actually getting it? There's uh, suddenly a lot of confusion that can come across both ways and also it gives them an in to some personal information that you may not want to give people. So just whatever your brand is, .com, it should match your website or you should be able to set it up with your domain name. You did buy a domain name, right? Like you, you went out and you bought your name.com or your handle on Instagram.com or whatever it was. Usually that's like $3 a year or something like that. It's, it's never really a lot to, to go out and find that domain presence. And once you have that, you can set up an email address to that with G Suite, super cheap to do. Look into doing that or just get a new Gmail account that only goes or that only that information goes to. So you have a separate PayPal, you have a separate email account, or you know you don't have your bills funneling through all this stuff. That's really not a great idea. Also not a great idea to have accounts that are dual accounts like LinkedIn. Somebody knows your name and they know what, all you're, what you're about, like you're a cosplayer or whatever, um, and you have an actual you know regular job not an actual job because cosplay for some people is an actual job, so sorry about that, that your regular job, your nine to five, will possibly have a LinkedIn account attached to it and that your personal brand doesn't have anything to do with that or that you've masked yourself and you've gone all in on cosplay and everything points to that, that your personal life, your your other your other self that you you are when you're not at cosplay events, when you're not doing this online, people can't find that and start mixing the two together. That's that's definitely a point where they can get basically get at you. So it's not generally malicious, but it can be annoying. I don't know if I just want everyone on earth contacting me on LinkedIn to try and get a hold of me for some cosplay related thing. That that really isn't, you know, it's a, it's a professional website. But it is a place, it's like a kind of an inn where you can check out somebody's resume. You can see what they've done for their, their work history. That can creep into their Instagram. So now, you know, oh, well, I have leverage over this person. I can go and just start commenting about things that I've seen somewhere else. Like, oh, well, how was your job at blah, blah, blah. Like, it can get weird to prevent it from getting so strange. Make sure that you protect yourself and that you close off any of those paths. So if you have a YouTube account, that you're just using to view videos, that it's private, that it's connected to an email account that doesn't go anywhere else, 
that, you know, that all of your, your personal stuff stays personal and that you can create that separation between you and that persona that you are when you go to these cons. Yes, there is a movement online to be authentic. And yes, we do want to know who you are as a person. I'm not saying that we don't, but what I am saying is that you don't want everyone on earth to know your cell phone number and to have your email address and be able to contact you whenever they feel like it. You don't want to get random texts from people you've never met. I don't either. I get enough of that just in spam from random things that happen in the world. So if that's something that helps you, that's wonderful. That's what I like about having this podcast is that I can give you, the cosplayer, just a little bit of advice and maybe just things that you haven't thought of when you're trying to build this because your mind is going towards what's my next costume going to be? How am I going to afford getting to the next venue? You know, who's, who's my photographer going to be? How am I going to get the pictures done? How am I going to get everything together? How am I going to get this on a plane? You know, there's, there's all these things that run through your mind about getting there, being there, looking the way that you want to look having your costume ready, all this stuff. The last thing on your mind is, is my website secure? People reaching me appropriately through the right channels. Do I have everything set up consistently or do I have different emails spread all over the place and I'm just not keeping up with any of that stuff? So whatever platforms you're using, here's your next tip. Whatever platforms you're using, make sure that it is consistent and up to date. So you don't want somebody going to a YouTube channel that you're not using finding old information, trying to contact you there, and them never getting back any response. Make sure it's up to date. Even if you're not putting content in a space, if you're not on Vero, if you're not on Instagram, if you're not on YouTube, whichever one you're not using, maybe you're only on Twitter. I don't know. But whatever you're not using, make sure it's still current. Make sure it still has an avatar or photo of you that is current and that is consistent from one platform to the next so that whenever people find you, they go, oh yes, that's that person. That's who I know. Okay, we can find them everywhere else. So wherever they're trying to contact you, just make sure that it's A, not personal and be consistent. So the next thing that I wanna cover, it's probably like your fourth tip, how to vet DMs and instant messages. Because it becomes, it's, it's a really, you know, it's that dopamine response, right? It's, it's a thing like, ooh, somebody DM'd me. Somebody, because maybe, maybe I'm not an established cosplayer. Maybe I don't get 400 messages a day and basically I just ignore them because I've gotten too many and I just try and point people to other places. Like, please just go to my Patreon. That's where I really talk to people. You know, whatever, whatever you're using or for how you address your audience, you know, that's, that's maybe a story for another time. Really what, what you want to try to do is vet your DMs, vet your instant messages because you can get a lot of weird stuff that comes through from bots, from actual people. They just send you stuff. Kind of have to have thick skin sometimes when you're receiving things, especially for female cosplayers. I don't know if it's such an issue for guys. I don't think that guys are really, you know, how many Batman, how many Supermen, how many Wolverines out there are getting DMs that are like, hey, bro, you want to hook up? Like, I don't think so. But it's possible something to talk about but really for for female cosplayers uh, you have to be careful and you also have to have thick skin because you're these messages are going to come through they just are and it's really it's terrible that it does happen it can happen to people that are very prominent and really not putting themselves out there that way at all that they've they've had stories 
about situations that have come up that their entire their entire Instagram accounts profile the stuff that happens online. You really have to be careful and vet that stuff and decline any message that you don't you know you don't know who it's coming from. Generally, I do. You know whether you know if it's if there's a person with zero followers that's trying to send you a message, just decline it. Like generally. People should have followers like, why Why does this person have a private Instagram account that's trying to reach me? I'm sure you're asking the questions like, is what they're asking me even important? Is it, does it make any sense to me? Is it something, is it any context or somebody that I've met at a convention? Is it somebody who's trying to reach me for, uh, you know, a photo shoot or for an opportunity? You know, what, uh, make sure that you have context. Make sure that, that there is a point to that, that it's not just this dopamine rush like, oh, somebody's trying to reach me and I have this, you know, I can I can talk with this person. Like, no, you, you really have to have a reason. There's nothing positive in the message. If they're trying to send you a download or something silly like that, or if it's like some strange, random Facebook instant message, just like getting a knock on your door in the 21st century, who is knocking on my door? Like, we don't just get people coming over randomly. Everybody sends a text. Everybody announces themselves in some way. It doesn't just send something to you. Just be wary of that. Think about it. Always, always think about, think about and be intentional with everything you post. Think about and be intentional about how you get people to reach you, what message you're conveying and be consistent. Another good point and my final point is, uh, you know, the other side of things. So whether I'm a cosplayer or whether I am an enthusiast, because that's just the word that you use now, you, you don't, if you're not, if you're not into um, dressing up for cosplay, if you're not into fitness all the time, 24-7, and you're not an expert of some kind, you're an enthusiast. So if you're a cosplay enthusiast, you support cosplayers, you go to cosplay events, maybe, you, maybe you've even donated money, whatever it is that you've done, make sure if you're buying a costume, Make sure if you're sending somebody something over the internet that you vetted that, that you know that it's legitimate and that you're that there's no real like high expectation based on what you've seen. So what what you what you see is what you get. You get what you pay for. You know that a lot of people they're they're lone wolves or they're they're small organizations don't have a lot of resources to put into follow up that don't have a lot of resources to put into getting everything to you right away, responding right now, uh, and just be be ready for that as somebody who's an enthusiast. So if you're on the other side of it, or even if you are a cosplayer, you're trying to reach out to other cosplayers, or you're trying to reach out to somebody who makes costumes, props, or anything related to cosplay, that you are also weary of what you get, that it's buyer beware. Cases, you're not going to get your money back. No matter what you do, a donation is a donation is a donation, whether you're in church or whether you're giving to somebody online, you know, through PayPal or whatever the case be, just make sure that you are protecting yourself the same way that you would uh, if you were on the other side of that fence. If everything's hooked up the way that you want it to and you want that person to see who you are, go right ahead and do it that way. But if you don't, make sure that it's all set up the exact same way that I've said where you have the right email address going to the right accounts because it can go the other way. You don't necessarily know these people inside and out. You don't necessarily know where you're getting everything from. So you have to be very careful to vet all of that. This isn't a Kohl's department store. This isn't, you know, Amazon.com where you have an intermediary all the time for every transaction. This is just you and that person and that's the trust that you're building. 
So you have to be very careful in all of those ways. You could even go so far as when you're setting things up with people to establish some kind of a contract, sure that you know you, you know where the boundaries are, you know where the expectations are. So if you can do all of that, and that's a, that's a lot of information, and certainly anything contract related, and I'm not an expert in contracts, I'm not a lawyer, but what I can tell you is that they can be very useful. So maybe we'll have a segment down the road where I talk about contracts and what to look for and you know the basics or something like that. If, that, if, if I think that's helpful or if you think that's helpful, we'll know when we get there. So for the last 20 minutes, I appreciate your attention to everything that we've talked about. Again, this is the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary, where we create a safe environment for cosplayers to both send and receive uh, information on cosplay that I hope is helpful to you. Thanks so much for listening. And if you have time, make sure that you leave a review for this podcast. Uh, it helps me tremendously figure out the content that I want to create and what's useful for you. Thanks so much. Thank you.